You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West. I'm your host, Ashley, and this is the dating podcast focusing on the differences from coast to coast. You can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. I hope everyone here had an amazing summer. I certainly feel like I blinked and it flew by um, and cannot believe that fall is just around the corner, even though it feels like it's trying to start earlier with pumpkin spice lattes um, being everywhere. But I just cannot get myself to have one yet. It has been over 90 degrees out here in Los Angeles. But if you are one of those people that has had a pumpkin spice latte and is a fan of which bitch fall, you do you. I am proud of you. I'm happy for you. I hope to have one once it cools down here. For anyone that's new here, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. And anyone that's been coming and listening each week, thank you, thank you, thank you for becoming a recurring listener. This is the season two premiere. Um, I'm super excited about this season. Um, season one focused in on dating differences between Philly and LA. For anyone that doesn't know, I lived in Philly for six years, moved to LA around two years ago, had some major culture shock, especially with dating, um, and started a podcast about it. However, season two is expanding beyond those two cities, though we might highlight any you know stories that are different than mine within them. And we're going to expand to look outside of that internationally, actually. So we've got Vegas in store, Scottsdale, London, Canada. And if you are interested in coming on and sharing your dating experience or know someone that might have a great story to to tell, feel free to DM me. So if you may recall, at the beginning of each episode, I do share a quick life update. Um, Back in July, we did have a summer special with my friend Brittany, just um, with our summer shenanigans, because I was actually back in Philly. So I did have some run-ins with some quintessential Philly men. So if you're interested in hearing more, definitely check out that episode. My friend Brittany, very ironically, was involved with an Orange County man. And he was very stereotypical Orange County. If you listen again to season one, you'll know what I'm talking about. It did not go well. And she ended up unfollowing him just because she was sick of his shit. And either his spidey senses were tingling or he has an app, as many people out here do. And um, as soon as that happened, he reached back out to her, but she is not entertaining it. So I'm very proud of her, um, as she should not be. So that's the update there. Since that episode, I actually went to Italy for two weeks with some friends, had an amazing time. I have an episode in store for that later this season about dating in Italy, and I'll share some stories there. Um, My sister got married in North Carolina. She's three years younger than me, already found her soulmate. Congrats to you, sis. Um, That was a good time. And in between those two trips, I had a quick week stint back in LA and actually had um, a man slash boy come visit me from the Midwest. So quick story there. Um, I actually met him when he was visiting my friend back in LA back in April Um, We had been casually talking, things, you know, progressed over the summer, obviously to the point that he was going to come visit. And, you know, he came, things um, didn't exactly go how they were played in my head, as many times they don't, and realized, at least I did, that we were not compatible. So 
our ways have parted and I am back at square one where I'm very, very single. So that in a nutshell are my life updates. Um, so you will continue to get these um, throughout the season. And yeah, that's basically where I'm at. Um, but switching gears into this week's episode, um, we are going um, to our neighbors up north in Canada, which is actually my second homeland. And I'm really excited about this episode because we are going to be focusing in on Gen Z, which I know um, season one was focused in on a lot of millennial experiences. So um, this guest actually just graduated from college. So we're going to be looking at differences between my experience as a millennial um, versus Gen Z dating through college experiences, as well as um, Canadian and LA too. So a few different things we'll be focusing on throughout our topics. And I'm sure um, I'm going to have, you know, some reminiscent of college and some reflections next week. Um, so yeah, very excited about our conversation today. And this week, I have a special guest with me. Um, her name is Annika, and she is all the way up to our neighbors in the north, Canada. Um, she lives in Waterloo and actually reached out to me on Instagram, slid into my DMs um, to be on the show, and I was super stoked about it. So welcome, Annika, and thanks for joining us this week. Thank you. I'm excited to join, give a little bit of the Canadian perspective. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm a dual citizen, so I, I know Canada, like they're pretty similar up there to the United States, but I know there's definitely some differences in the people. And I imagine like the dating culture, especially since I know you just graduated college too, and are the Gen Z generation, which is different than us millennials too. Yeah. Yeah. And the weather for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know it's the weather up there. I'm sure it is not like sunny LA at all. Yeah. Cool. So I know, so you went to the University of Waterloo, right? That's where you just graduated from? Yeah, I just graduated in, in May from engineering that school. So it was five years, I spent five years there. Okay. Well, first, congratulations on that. That's definitely not easy. Thank you. <laughs> it was a long time coming. I know. Uh, I'm sure. So how big is Waterloo? How big of a university is that? So for a Canadian university, I would say it's one of the bigger ones, like comparable to the Toronto universities. I'm not 100% sure about population. I would say my, like all the engineering graduates were a couple thousand. And that's like the main subject that graduates from Waterloo. So it's maybe this whole school is uh, 10,000, like something like that, which is considered big, I guess, here. I don't know how that compares to the States, but. I, I don't know. I say that's probably mid-sized because like for context, I went to a school called Dickinson College, um, which is very small. So like my entire school was the size of your engineering class. And then we have some like schools that are around your size, but then we also have much larger schools that are like 30, 40,000 also. Um, oh, but oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was way too big for me. I couldn't deal with the school that big. That's why I went to a small school. But yeah. 10,000, I think, is a good amount. Yeah, it was big. And then we have like the kind of smaller community within engineering, which is like cool too. Okay. And what's what's that? What's that like? There's definitely like a little bit of a click to it, which is interesting. And there's also um, like another university just down the road from us called Laurier, which is more like business and like they're even smaller than Waterloo. So you, you definitely like go to parties and maybe you'd run into other people, but it would mostly be like 
Waterloo and mostly just engineers as well, unless you like really tried to venture out and meet people. So it was cool, like meeting people with a lot of the same perspectives, but also then very difficult to meet anyone outside of engineering. <laughs> okay. And just really quick, these are, these are in Ontario, right? Waterloo's in Ontario. Yeah. About an hour from Toronto. Okay. So as far as meeting people, so I know back, and I know we were just chatting before this. So back when I was in school, again, I'm a millennial. We only really met people, especially with dating, like in real life. So it was like through parties, like at frat parties, which I don't think you guys really have frats up there, like fraternity parties, like going to bars, like through friends. Yeah. Other mutual connections, things like that. And dating apps and even like social media, like the rise of Instagram, that didn't really happen until like I was graduating, um, like the end of 2013. Yeah. So how, how are you guys like, like meeting people as far as like dating? Like, is it through these engineering parties through, through class? Is it dating apps? Like, how are you like, talking to people that for relationships hookups like what yeah. what is it like up there I would definitely say so if I like naturally you say met someone on campus which is I guess pretty rare like I met a group of friends on like my first day of engineering orientation and kind of like stayed friends with them throughout high school and like dated someone kind of like who I met that first day um but we didn't date like throughout my whole university um, so definitely like meeting people was mostly kind of at the beginning and then like throughout, I did like meet some people at parties and like become friends with them and stuff. But in terms of meeting like guys to date, it was mainly through like social media and dating apps. Like if I could go to a bar or something and meet someone, those guys were mostly wanting to like hook up and like not looking for anything. Um, and I guess like, I did go to like more clubs because like that's more common I feel at that age but even going to a few bars that are just like more for chatting and not as much dance like guys are still not really looking for dating um and then in terms of like the dating apps I don't know if this is a thing there but if you're looking for a relationship you'll use Hinge or Bumble and if you're looking for a hookup you'll use Tinder so there, there are a little bit of hookups that come from like Bumble or Hinge, but um, if you're like looking for a relationship, you definitely like wouldn't be going on uh, Tinder. So that's kind of like the vibe from the different dating apps we use here. It's mainly those three. And in terms of like parties and stuff, same thing, like maybe you'd meet someone that's looking for a relationship, but I feel like it's still a bit more like hookup culture. Yeah. So... That's, I feel like as far as dating app goes, that's, I mean, again, I didn't have that in college, so I can only speak to like how it is now, but I feel like now it's pretty much the same. Um, like Tinder is like just for sex. Like yeah. when it, when it first came out and I think you mentioned to me before, like you were in like high school when it first came out for yeah. you, but when it first came out, because it was like new and kind of like a shiny new toy for everyone, like I feel like people didn't really know how to use it. So they were using it for dates. They were using it just for hookups. They were using it for everything. And like, there's people that have gotten married off it. But now, yeah, I like know people personally that have been married off Tinder. However, as it stands today, and I would say this is the same regardless of where you are in this, at least in Philly and LA, Tinder is like straight sex. Like 
if they're not like to the point, like my friend even sent me a screenshot yesterday of some guy's profile that was like, hi, I'm so-and-so and and I just want to fuck. Like (laughs) it's literally just sex. And uh, Hinge, I would agree, is like mostly relationships. And I don't know, I feel like my experience with and my friends with Bumble is hit or miss. Like I feel like there's definitely some that are relationships, but I've definitely met like my fair share of guys on there that like are just looking for hookups, but they're not like clear about it. Like, I feel like I'd rather you just be like clear. Like, I feel like I will go through like the whole, like talking back and forth. And then like, eventually I'll pick up on, oh, they just want me to come over and then never see me again. But I just like, I feel like it's a waste of my time. Like by the time I figure that out, I don't know. That's true. No, I feel like the same yeah, there definitely are guys that just like will kind of try and string you along and not be clear on top of the dating apps because you mentioned social media. So I just thought that I would mention like Instagram is a big thing too. Like there's, I don't know about TikTok. I haven't had like people messaging me because that kind of came out like re- more recently and a lot of people my age don't really make accounts and like post but I feel like Instagram is still big for us and I would have like lots of guys just like DMing me and saying like asking to like go on a date or something like that like that is another big way I guess like people would reach out so it's interesting so so you're like an older in quotes Gen Z but TikTok isn't I guess that as big for you guys yet so that's probably like high school I guess right now for dating at least, um, yeah. posting. But so for, for the Instagram piece, because Instagram is like, at least in, so in Philly, like Instagram, like people will ask each other out in DM, but it's mostly after you've like met each other. It's not like as big of a thing in LA, but in LA, like everyone uses Instagram and like I'll get, and more so my friends than me, <laughs> but they'll get DMs from like random strangers even is that how it's like on for you guys as far as instagram like will like some random guy slide into your dms and ask you out or is it more so like you'll go to a bar maybe even or meet someone in class and they'll ask for your instagram and dm you versus like getting your phone number like how does that work well actually both so i've had like people i don't even know just like trying like just dming me um asking to go out or like maybe someone I slightly crossed paths with like we added each other on Instagram because like we had a mutual friend and like I had met him once at a party and then like it was like a suggestion or something so you get added and then like they slide in so you maybe like met them once but then yeah definitely at like parties I don't think or even like clubs and stuff I don't think I've given out my number that much I mostly would give out my Instagram wait so do you think though I want to go back to the mutual suggestion thing though because I get that pops up for me all the time and like sometimes I like will accidentally add someone but I'm like horrified like people like at least I feel like my friends my age like don't do that like it's like like you see them and you're kind of like haha there's that person but it's like almost like an unspoken rule that unless you like are super into them and you're making a statement you like don't add them but are you saying that it's like common for you guys to like add people when they pop up for you oh yeah I (laughs) I think if I've like met them even once I would probably just like add them um wow I think if I like never had met them then maybe it's a little bit more of a statement yeah that's interesting though (laughs) yeah no like even sometimes like if I like know who they are we've even met once like I like don't do it. It's like weird. 
Cause like, I don't know. I mean, I've, I don't know if you use Facebook at all. Maybe it's too much, too old. For really. you, yeah. That's what I figured. But on Facebook too, like they have, they'll have like the recommended suggestions, like under your friend request. So sometimes people will like accept requests and accidentally go through friend suggestions. And it's always like the end of the world when that happens. So oh. I don't know. That's like so interesting to me that you said that I, I would be like horrified if I accidentally clicked on it, even yeah. if I knew them. Or actually like one thing, I guess like someone else might do is like if a guy like saw me and followed me through a suggestion or whatever even before dming they would do like the double like i don't know if you've had that wait what's the double like <laughs> so they'll basically like they'll basically like like two photos so it's usually <laughs> like a recent one and then they'll go back and like like an old one so that they know you're like looking that they're looking at your page stop that's a strategy yeah <laughs> And then like, if I like them, I might like, like one of them, their photos and then they DM me. No, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. And it works. Makes it less nerve wracking, I guess. Like you're not being so obvious. It's like, and less likely to get rejected, I guess. What? So is there like, a, is there like a certain amount of photos that you need to go back for it to be like, I'm looking at you? Um, I would say like anything posted over like three weeks ago be something that's like not going to be in my normal like feed of photos that have been liked like my no notifications okay so they'll like and it's do guys and girls do this is or is it mostly like men do it to women first or does it matter i think it's mostly guys doing it okay so they'll so they'll add you and then they do that and then when you like a photo back it's like i'm in yeah <laughs> or like maybe i'd message them but usually I just like something back and then they'll message me. This is like the equivalent of like millennials. Like you smile at a guy at the bar and he smiles back and then they come over and talk to you. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> this is like the online version. Oh my God. I've literally like, like again, like for people, at least my friends that are my age, like if I accidentally did a double like I would be like mortified like oh they know I'm looking at them like people would think it's weird but I guess for Gen Z or at least in Canada Gen Z they're like it's a thing yeah I feel I I think I've seen it a lot on TikTok like little like other tricks and stuff too like there's like a Snapchat trick um which <sighs> I don't I don't even use Snapchat that much anymore like I, I did a lot in high school and like earlier university and I think it definitely is still big for like younger if you're like end of high school university um but basically if you're like snapchatting someone and then like you want to get their attention without sending a message you can go in and like start typing and then they get a notification that you're typing even if you don't send anything so basically like you do that and then like a girl would, or a guy would might do this and then the other person would get that notification that you typed but didn't send anything so then they might like message you and say hey like what like what's up or did you need to send me something i've done that but only to people that have annoyed me just to like make them nervous that oh okay yeah <laughs> so that's the thing i've also had guys like message me on snapchat and then i've opened it and not answered and then like three hours later they reply and go what did i send you and i'm like oh no oh yeah just just send me a text at that point bro like yeah. that's really annoying yeah oh man i'm learning so much right now i want to like <laughs> test some of these out <laughs> yeah honestly i've tried like the snapchat thing and it's funny because 
then they'll like message you right so it's also kind of like a less risky way of like trying to message someone (laughs) it's like dipping your toes in just enough to see if they're interested without making a fool of yourself yeah exactly i feel like that's a very canadian way it's like a very nice way to be like i'm interested and also letting down without being mean (laughs) like (laughs) that's true maybe it is just like a canadian thing I don't know. I feel like it's probably not, but I want to like investigate <laughs> further to confirm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if it's just like younger people, like people, I think people in high school do that now. Like, I could see that. I'm still pretty big with them too. Social media is so big with this. Like, I mean, even again, still with millennials, but even bigger, I feel like with the people that grew up fully in it, that it, it's got to be like, there's no way it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously like social media is a thing. Um, dating apps are a thing, but are you are you using that or are people you know using that more than going to the bars, like even for hooking up? Or is it really like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna go to the bar to have a fun night with my friends, or if I'm trying to hook up and then if I want to date someone, I'm gonna use like Hinge, for example. Like, what's the ratio? You would say? Would you say? Um, I think at least in this area, like, yeah, dating, you definitely go to a dating app. Like you're not going to really, I don't think you're really going to find someone at a bar to date, but in terms of hooking up, I would even say that's pretty like equal split between bar and dating app because I think like at a bar, yeah, like someone might buy you a drink or something, but for me and at least like my friends, it's a little bit like it's always been a bit nerve-wracking just like if you want to just go home with someone like you just met I feel like it's more comfortable like if you are just looking to hook up to meet on a dating app and then you can at least like stalk them make sure like they're a real person (laughs) before like going over and hooking up I don't know how it is for guys but I feel like most girls and most of my friends like wouldn't want to just go home with someone they just met at the bar because it can be more dangerous I guess even though it's pretty safe here. That's true in general, whether you're in college or not in college or in any situation. But do you feel, do you feel that way even still like on a campus, like where you're in like an engineering community, even versus like, I mean, I know you graduated in COVID. So I'm sure, and I know Canada has been pretty tight with restrictions, but you still feel that way, like even with students. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like more comfortable than going like downtown Toronto and going out here in Waterloo it is mostly like students from the two universities if you're going out to a bar like there aren't really any bars here that are just specific for Waterloo or or whatever so it's kind of like students on the place um so it is a little bit more comfortable that way but I don't know I think maybe it's just like the mindset of of my friends or like people my age it's just since we have that option to go through an app it's more convenient or even if you meet someone at a bar like get their number instagram and then like hook up another time like i've i've seen people do that a lot instead of like going home that night with them so and when they're doing that it's still just a hookup they're not like dating them after yeah usually (laughs) wow yeah so the, the reason i'm asking that is because again like i didn't have a lot of this when i was in college and Granted, I went to a smaller school, so it was probably different than in a larger school, but my school was in a very small town. Yeah. And like there was definitely like people, we called them townies just because they lived in the town that went to the bar. But because like it was such, it was mostly a college town, like 
95% of the people in the bars and at the parties. I mean, the parties were pretty much 100% students, but it was all students. So it wasn't really a concern for most of the people about who they were going home with. I mean, obviously, there's always a risk being a woman. But yeah. it definitely wasn't, we, all, we also didn't have this option. So it wasn't really like something like people thought about. And then, but it's also interesting to me, like, I feel like even moving into a city, like it was definitely something more top of mind. Like once I graduated college and I was like, okay, I'm out of an environment where I know like everyone here, I don't mm-hmm. feel as safe, you know, going home with this person because like, I don't know them from class or they're not friends with someone from my class. So there's not that like connection. But if I met someone at a bar, like normally if I give them like my Instagram or my number to meet up, we're like going on a date type of thing first. Okay. So it's like interesting that it's still like, that exchange from like a safety factor, which makes sense. Like what you're saying makes complete sense. Yeah. It's smart. It's smart, quite honestly. <laughs> but I'm just like, it's just a different, like even in Philly and LA, I feel like people are doing that to like, because they want to see them again from like a dating perspective oh. or, or an ongoing hookup, not just like a one night fling. So that's like really interesting to hear. Yeah. I've definitely had friends, like people who would do like just go for one night too. But I feel like, even in this area, I feel like one night is less common than like a continuous hookup, like kind of like a friends with benefits thing. Or even if it's like a few times, I feel like maybe that's a bit more common. I mean, I think it's just interesting to hear how it is in the college landscape now with all these like added social media and dating apps um, versus like, because yeah. we, again, like when I was in school, we just didn't have that. So it was a very different environment for that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's true. So I also want to talk about, though, like what the guys are like in general. So it sounds like from an actual cultural perspective, obviously, there's some differences with the added aspect of the social media being present, the dating apps and the bar atmosphere and things like that. But like in general, like how are how are the guys in Canada? You know, I know you're you said, you know, you're in Waterloo. That's near Toronto. You said you've been you go out maybe in Toronto sometimes. I've been there too. So I have like some thoughts, but um, there's a stereotype that everyone in Canada is nice all the time. <laughs> I think we're pretty nice sometimes, uh, you know, Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to hear like just your general thoughts on, you know, how, how the guys are there. Like, how would you describe them? I know you listen to the podcast too. So like compared to how we described the guys here, like, what do you think? How do they compare? In general? at least in like the university level, like guys are more wanting hookups than relationships. Like I know you mentioned um, like earlier on, like LA versus Philly, there's like guys, LA is like more relationship, Philly is more like hookups. So I think like at this age in university, it's more hookups, like what the guys want at least. Um, But I think, I mean, I haven't really dated outside of this area so it's hard to compare but I think like most guys are pretty respectful and and nice like I I haven't obviously like there's always exceptions but it's like at least in my the guys like I've been friends with like there a lot of them are nice and stuff but there are definitely like the fuckboy type as well like and you say we don't really have frats here and I think there's like one or two around 
like this area like in the two universities we have here like maybe there are a few that I don't know of but I've been to like one or two frat parties and the guys there are definitely more like forward maybe like pushy or like confident about talking to people and maybe make it more clear that they do like just want hookups whereas guys like at water waterloo specifically because it's like mostly engineers are either not looking for a relationship at all or any kind of like hookup or anything or they probably lean more towards a relationship there's definitely like a mix i think it i think you can find either like wherever you go like maybe at bars it's like a little bit more um of like the frat guys and like a little bit more like cocky whereas uh if you're like meeting someone outside of a bar or like on hinge or something then there definitely like are some nice guys i guess also like at bars there are a lot of nice guys too like a lot there's still a lot of like guys wanting to buy you drinks and stuff and i've heard in other places that there's like a lot of expectations that come with that but here i think it's a little bit more mutual and like just trying to have like a fun time rather than like oh like i did this for you i bought you a drink or like i took you on this date and now they like expect a lot out of you at least the guys i've maybe i'm lucky but at least the guys i've like kind of dated and gone out with don't really have like those expectations which is good i think yeah you definitely probably get that also in the U.S. in college, because like at my school, like you had like in different frats, they were also stereotyped. Like you had like the nerdy frat that like, yeah. of course, like no one wanted to hang out with. I'm rolling my eyes as I say that because they're all like really good, nice dudes. But they were like nerds and maybe played like Catan or something. But <laughs> they were cool, but they weren't like popular. Like who cares? And that's how they were stereotyped. And then you have like the football frat and they were just like all the big dudes that crushed kegs every weekend. And then you had the lacrosse players that were like exactly how you would imagine like a preppy lacrosse player. Um, And everyone had their own personality too, as well. Like some guys were nice, some guys weren't. Um, I think a lot of people here are just like everyone in Canada is nice, but it sounds like it, I mean, there definitely are nice guys, but it's probably very similar to a U.S. college experience minus the fraternities. Yeah, I would agree. There's definitely like some douchey guys here, too, that <laughs> probably have bad stories. from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know, too, like you're a female in engineering, and I know that's typically not a very heavily female focused like major. So how is that dating for you? Do you have any like experiences in that that you want to share or talk about? Was it normal? Like how, how is that? Like were guys intimidated ever? Yeah, I'm, I guess I can start with like dating within engineering. It's actually like more than expected because there are more guys than girls. But then there's also a lot of guys and just people in general in the program who like are very school focused and like don't want a relationship, don't want distractions. So if you're going to like date within the program or within like the engineering group, then I think the choices are more limited than people like might expect. But then I guess like as a girl dating and like not only dating engineers, but like variety of guys, I guess like it is a little bit of a shock to some guys sometimes like I've dated people in engineering before but I've also dated guys outside and 
it's definitely like not they don't expect me to say I'm in engineering like my one friend had this thing at a bar where she was like eating pizza sideways and then this guy like they were having having a conversation and she like told him what she was in and he was like he said like oh you're eating the way you're eating your pizza is so cute but like there's no way that you're that smart and that you're in engineering like I think maybe they're like intimidated or don't partially don't believe it I don't know was it was it just because of how she was eating her pizza like that's why he said it or just like just come totally random they were talking and stuff no he like mentioned that but when she said she was like in school for that he like almost didn't believe her which is crazy (laughs) but yeah like she's so sexist like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's getting a lot better like my class was maybe 30 percent girls which is like a lot better than in history but going out and dating like especially because I don't think I'm the typical person in engineering like I'm more social and will like talk to people so I guess it's like not what they expect but I've also like dated guys before who like thought it was really cool and like wanted to like learn from me like wanted to talk about it and and thought like the topics were cool and well I guess those are just the types of guys that you want to be around yeah yeah because I think too like I don't know again like just just like the U.S. like guys and I mean as we kind of just talked about like guys in Canada they're not all the same everywhere too like everyone's different um because even like I've I've briefly mentioned like I've um I'm a dual citizen so like I lived there for a little bit um in Calgary and like that's like very western there and then like Toronto is probably very different than Waterloo Montreal I've been to and that's like very French and despite what everyone thinks like most people don't speak French in Canada outside of Quebec yeah <laughs> like people learn it but like Quebec is the only place like every time I tell people I lived in Canada like they always ask me if I speak French and I'm like no like <laughs> it is not common so and even there, like it was a lot of French people, like everyone I met was like from France when I went there, which was like kind of crazy. And they were like very French personality, like not oh, very wow. like nice. So <laughs> not the Canadian way. So yeah, I think just anyways, my point is like everyone has their own personality and like differences. So if they have a problem with you being in engineering or don't believe it, then they're, they suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like you're saying people with different backgrounds, like my school specifically has a lot of international students so I think that also maybe like helps mix in and and it makes it hard to like stereotype certain groups because we have people from everywhere like all across Asia and Europe and um, like a few people from the states and California okay do you know like how would you say like percentage wise it is like difference low or I would say it's like 50 percent Oh, wow. Or maybe like 60. Okay. That's, that's pretty like, that's a good amount of international people. Yeah. And then I would say like the next highest percentage is um, people from like Asian countries. So maybe like 20% and then, or maybe 15. And then the rest is like a mix from like the US and Europe and a few other places. That's pretty cool actually and then do you did you study abroad at all did like a lot of was that like a thing that a lot of people did um at your school yeah i did and specifically in my program it was pretty popular um i think we actually had like 25 percent of our program 
like go leave to go abroad and they were worried that they wouldn't have enough people like back home studying <laughs> and then we also have like not only international students but abroad people coming from like Europe just to study for a term okay yeah 25% of a 2000 class is like pretty significant yeah where did you go abroad how was that for you yeah so i went to uh, the netherlands and I actually ended up dating someone from the UK. Okay. <laughs> so uh, um, he was actually studying abroad at Waterloo and we met and started dating and then continued dating when I went to the Netherlands. Okay. So I kind of like, I went to the UK a lot too when I was there to visit him <laughs> and I had family there. So <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So did you meet at Waterloo and then when you were abroad he had gone back and then you just kept visiting him. Yeah. Okay. Cuz it was it's a pretty cheap flight from like Netherlands and the UK is pretty close. So I like ended up visiting him and I went with my best friend who kind of like dated a little bit there and also she ended up dating someone in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> so the two Canadians end up dating people not from Canada and their college. Yeah. The guys there too are compared to Canada were a lot more maybe like proper and I think even like a little bit more respectful. There's dev there were, were frats there. I would say there was more frats in the Netherlands than we had here at Waterloo. Um, but they they like they definitely had a lot of parties and stuff, but they were less like hookup culture and trying to like get girls to come in and just stay over. Like I feel like my friend actually ended up like dating the one guy in the frat so he invited us to like his party and then um he liked her and they they went out on a few more dates and like ended up dating in the and this is all in the netherlands yeah okay that's interesting i had no idea that they had frats over there yeah i don't think they're called frats maybe it's another word but they were definitely like guy group houses and like girl group houses that had like responsibilities and stuff. Did you prefer the Netherlands to Waterloo? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely like parts I like about Waterloo, but when I was in Netherlands, one thing that made it really fun was that I like basically studied for two months and then I had a full month off. And then they gave us like three weeks off for Christmas. Yeah. And it was like a, a two week, like middle break. So there's definitely like more breaks. And then I ended up getting to like do a lot of traveling over there, which was nice. But like the bar scene is very different. You stay out later and it's more separate. Like you're either going to like a pub to like meet people and kind of like become friends with people and stuff and like join groups or you're going to a club like literally just to dance and it's like all house music yeah i i studied abroad for a year um in the uk actually oh yeah yeah when i was at school and it was like one of the best years of my life for all the similar reasons you're describing yeah it, everything was open later like yeah all like house music Everyone was just like more relaxed. I don't know how your your boyfriend's personality is, but I wouldn't say they were like disrespectful, but there was definitely like, there's not as much political correctness. So there was like a lot of like jokes and they just like don't, like they're proper, but they also like don't give a crap about anything with like yeah. their jokes. So I can kind of see that. <laughs> yeah, that was my experience. But I, but also like, again, same, the whole concept of the show, again, like the, 
the areas of the UK are all very different. So I was like two hours outside of London in a place called Norwich. So like, I'm sure like that environment. And also I was in school, but I'm sure that area versus like, if I was in Oxford would have been very different if I was like at Oxford or even like in London. So yeah, but yeah, I, I loved Europe is just a whole different beast. (laughs) Yeah. And like the convenience of traveling, like can't really be beat. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, I'm guessing, did you, were you there like a while ago or were you there like right before the pandemic or? Yeah. So I was there for five months. um, Okay. My, it was 2019. So I was there from September till the end of January. So I got back and like a month later, it was COVIDed here and everything was shut down. So you just made it back. Yeah. And I was actually, so I was in Italy for Christmas and I was like flying out of the Milan airport, like a few days before they were completely shut down because of COVID. Oh my God. So yeah, that's, that's really lucky. My friend was like in Asia, like in November, like right before all that happened so oh wow oh and it happened earlier there right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the reason I was asking is like well I guess the first question are are you still with your boyfriend if you don't mind me asking that okay yeah no okay I'm with someone else now we actually okay yeah we broke (laughs) up like the week I got back um because it was just like the distance not coming here so and I wasn't really yeah. there. yeah well I'm sorry first okay. but I, the reason I was asking you that was because I was going to ask like with COVID and everything how that has affected dating I mean clearly you've found another boyfriend so it's worked yeah. out for, for you but like how has that changed things I mean you were already using the apps anyway but yeah so I, yeah I was like maybe single for like almost a year after that and so like fully just dating in COVID at the beginning it was kind of like I wasn't really dating anyway because I'd like just gotten out of that but then when I like wanted to start again I like joined like the apps like Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, less Tinder but (laughs) Uh, because like I didn't really want to meet a new guy every week due to covid so i would i would try to like talk to people a little bit more and um like facetime dates became a big thing okay so, so you did that you did the facetime dates yeah i i could not get myself to do them i felt too awkward i refused yeah it was i i only did a few for the most part i would just like message someone but like maybe message them longer like 2 weeks before i actually ended up meeting up with them Okay. Uh, Because I didn't want to like put myself in a situation where I had to isolate for two weeks (laughs) if they had like an exposure or something. It's fair. Yeah. (laughs) So I did like a few FaceTime dates. It was like pretty awkward. I'm not going to lie. Especially if you've like never met the person before and like you're just kind of meeting over that and then talking. And I don't think I ended up actually going on any in-person dates with people I FaceTime with. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Was it because of them or just the awkwardness of the FaceTime, like just translated and you were like, I can't do it. I think a bit of both. 
Like it was, okay. it was probably them, but then maybe it could have been better if it was like in person. Okay, that's um, fair. And yeah, and then most of the, like the in person dates I did do because we were in lockdown for so long here. We're like walking outside in a park. Like we, there wasn't really restaurants. You you couldn't really go out to dinner. Um, even when patios were open, it was like for a short amount of time. Um, and you couldn't even go in a coffee shop and sit down. So they were like really going to a park and walking around like talking, <laughs> which is, I think it was like good way to get to know people, but it's also kind of boring. And then yeah. you maybe like don't connect as well because like you're not doing like stuff as fun, especially if you're just meeting someone, then it's still like even a little bit awkward sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good for you, though, for, like, t- trying it out and taking the leap. Yeah. No, it was good. And then, actually, the person I'm dating now, I did end up meeting in person. <laughs> so I actually knew him, like, from first year because he was also in engineering. And then uh, at the beginning of our last year so fall 2020 like we had like some small parties with like my friends and then like a few other groups of friends that kind of just came in together um and I'm like connected with him there and like actually fully met him there and then we started like kind of going out (laughs) okay well that so I guess it does matter then that in-person like connection and like meeting people versus all the virtual because like that I just can't do like the virtual stuff I thought it was because I was just old school, but it sounds like I'm not alone. (laughs) No, yeah. I have friends who have boyfriends from like virtual, but honestly, I think most relationships that are like end up going more serious are in person. Yeah. Mutual connection or something. Yeah. And then, so I know you met him, your current boyfriend from like, you also knew him from your first year, but so the other people that you were like FaceTiming with, were they also like just from Waterloo, like around, or were they just like anyone, like not anyone, but like just, they could have been anyone like from Hinge, like or in the area. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty random. Like people from Waterloo, there's like another university in Guelph, which is like 40 minutes from us. So like some people from there and then also some people like from Toronto, which is like just over an hour. So I, I don't know, like I, I think there was also like less variety on the apps during COVID. So that's why maybe I had to like branch out more and like expand in Toronto. Yeah. I've noticed that even here in LA, which is like LA is such a big city and that definitely was the thing. And like, I, I couldn't even pinpoint what it was. I was like, yeah. Is it because more people are in relationships? Is it because people are like, you know, understandably scared of COVID and they don't want to date? And then also I, I mentioned this before, like the, the distance thing, which like it sounds for you, like, I don't know if people are willing to drive over an hour from where you are to Toronto, but like people certainly hate driving here, especially with traffic. So even oh. if I was like finding a match an hour away, they were just like unmatching me because they saw my location and were like, I don't want to deal with you. So yeah. there was like several factors that I just was like, I don't know. So I just <laughs> gave up. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, did you I I've haven't heard of like Raya being around here much, but is it like big in LA or like California? What I have not heard of Raya. What is that? Oh really? It's, yeah, maybe I'm behind. I'm taking out my phone now. It's like an exclusive dating app. 
Oh, that's or probably it's mostly for like celebrities, I think. Uh, in that case, I probably know what it is, but I am not in, in a celebrity, so. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wondered if you'd like heard about it. I'm looking it up on my phone as I'm talking to you. Oh, R-A-Y-A. Yeah. Maybe this is the one because I have heard of like a dating app for celebrities. And I remember that some bachelorette contestant tried getting on it and like got denied because she like wasn't considered a celebrity. (laughs) I, I don't know if it was this one, but I know it was like one of them. But I was on like, do you guys have the the league up there? No. Okay, so we have one. It's called the the League, and it's another like it's not for celebrities, but it's another like exclusive one that you had to like get waitlisted and all that stuff. Like I've tried like some of those, and like I don't know. I feel like all the people like sorry to anyone that's on there and likes it. I have some friends that are like I just feel like they're so like douchey, like because they're like oh it's exclusive, and then at least the League you back when I was on it, you got like one match a day, and then like I hated all of them, and then I ended up seeing them anyway on like bumble which wasn't exclusive so i'm like they're always on something else and then one time i remember one guy on match with on the league and this was back in philly and i matched with him and he would like message me about like meeting up and of course like a plan was never made and then i ran into him like twice out at bars and (sighs) he would like talk to me awkwardly and it was like so uncomfortable and he's like I recognize you and I'm like great oh my gosh I was like cool like dude you like a trophy like I'm sure I'm not the only one like what do you want like I think I still have his number I can probably look it up and that was on like that exclusive one yeah because it's I mean it's not for celebrities it's just yeah I have him I have him on here his name and the league at the end it's still in my phone (laughs) I do that too I put like the last name is the app or whatever yeah and i never change it ever uh the texts are gone though i just checked to see if they were still there (laughs) that's sometimes they're there i don't know (laughs) yeah but yeah that's why i'm just like i just roll my eyes i mean i honestly though like it makes sense for like a celebrity um because like i get it like you don't want like creepy like stands or like fangirls like out there um you know, so, yeah. but at the same time, like I've seen celebrities on Bumble that I've like matched with, but I think I've complained about this before sometimes, like, and again, sometimes they're normally like, this sounds bad, like third, third rate or whatever celebrities, but like sometimes they talk to me, sometimes they're on there, literally their bios are like, I'm never on here, add me on Instagram. And I'm like, you clearly just want followers. Like you don't mm-hmm. care about whatever. I'm not following you. That's stupid. Other times, I'm pretty sure I've been catfished, uh, so or it is a catfish. So I don't know. That's why I just hate all apps. Oh, like someone pretending to be a celebrity. Yeah, because like I, I think I mentioned this also on my catfishing episode. But like there was one guy who, um, it was potentially um, the guy from like this movie. I think it was Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I haven't actually seen it, but. All his photos were like, you could find them on the internet. Like the height listed didn't match his actual height. Like there was just, there was just like random thing. And it was like, you know, you know, you skew yourself an inch or two. My guy friends all do it. Sorry to call you guys out. You know who you are. Uh, (laughs) That's fine. But like, it was just too much. Like even like he had feet in a hammock, like in a picture that I literally found on Google. And I was like, it's just 
this is just not making sense. So, yeah. So anyway, he was like messaging me for a while and like, was like trying to meet up. And then I went to Hawaii for a month and he wanted to FaceTime. And I was like, so scared. I was going to see like a hundred pound, like 80 year old man in his basement that I just stopped replying. So (laughs) yeah, I don't know if you've ever been catfished, but like, it's like, I don't, it's not fun. (laughs) Yeah. I, I have been catfished by someone who like, it was them. So basically, I think it was on like a, a one of the apps like Tinder or Bumble or something. And they had pictures on there from probably they were like three years ago or more. Like they so so it was like this guy, like good looking, like fit, maybe like two years older than me or something. And he was like in his master's like in the area because it's mostly like students in Waterloo. So I was like, OK, cool. Like we chatted for a little bit. I made the mistake of not adding him on Snapchat and like Snapchatting first. <laughs> and so we like did a coffee date and then I got there and I think I was like already five minutes late. And then he like messaged me that he was going to be like another five minutes late. So I just like got a coffee and sat down and then he walked in and like this coffee shop was empty. So he was like, I didn't miss him coming in and I looked at him and like looked away because I fully thought that it was not the same person. (laughs) So basically like, I don't know, he he just like had changed, like he had a big beard on, which in the pictures he didn't have a beard, which is fine, but maybe that's part of the reason I didn't recognize him. Like he, he was, he just like looked completely different. And he also showed up in like sweatpants and I think a shirt that had like a stain on it. Like he wasn't oh, like trying Oh, that's so gross. Like just put in some effort. Like I know. And so I, he like came and sat down, didn't even end up like ordering anything. This is more of like a bad date story. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like really wanted to leave. So I like, but I think I stayed for like 30 minutes, which honestly I should have just left right away, but I didn't want to be mean. <laughs> and then I kind of like made an excuse that I had to go back to work and then he like asked me he was like oh well after you're done work like if you want you can come over to my place ew dude just wash your shirt first and maybe put some deodorant on I bet he wasn't even wearing any what you're saying yeah uh yeah dude yeah I've been in that sounds awful. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a catfish or like hiding who you truly are in the next, yeah. to an extent. Yeah, I've been in situations where like, like not that bad, but where like I'm on like a date with like a, like a guy and we get a drink and maybe it's not even that bad, but I'm just like not really into it. Like I'm not feeling it. And after the first drink, I'm like, oh, like I have to get home. I have to do something. And they just like don't get it. And then they order another and I'm I'm like you. It's like the Canadian. I always joke I have like my Canadian side and then like my Connecticut side, like where I grew up. And Connecticut people can be kind of like harsh, like East Coast. And like my Connecticut Connecticut comes out, and I'm like, oh shit! Well, they order this drink, and now I'm stuck here. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, like I guess it's like a free beer. And then I'm like sitting there, and then I'm like, all right. And then they're like, oh no, just I ordered another. And I'm like, oh shit! Like another thirty minutes of my time. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I need tequila, like soda now, or like a cocktail. It's like, this needs to be worth more of my time. Like, I don't want to be sitting here. Yeah, it's true. 
Yeah. And then I try and then I, but then I escape as quick as possible. Cause I'm like, they're not getting a kiss out of this. Like I'm not into this at all. Yeah. So guys, if a girl wants to leave, just let her fucking go. She does not want to be there, whether it's yeah. true or not. And I think we make it pretty obvious. I, yeah. I don't, I mean, if we say we want to go, like, just let us go. Yeah. I don't want to be trapped there. Sometimes it's an excuse and sometimes we truly need to leave. Like, I don't know. I just don't. And like, I, I don't know. I've talked to some friends about it and they're like, well, if you want to go, just go. And I'm like, you don't know what someone's capable of. I'm like, I just don't want to get in a situation. So like, if you know, that's true. So I just t- drink the drink and then I go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's harder in LA, right? Because you have to like drive two hours to a date. Yeah, that, that it. I mean, it depends. So sometimes you do actually get stuck. Like, but it's almost like better if you're driving because you like if you are driving, then you're like, well, I can only have like one or two drinks and then I need to leave. Yeah, that's true. Um, unless they're not driving, then they order for there's so many layers. I was explaining it to someone the other day and they're like, why don't you just like get to the date? And I'm like, but there's so many factors. Like if you drive, if you Uber, if you Uber, it's worse because then you're spending like a hundred bucks to get there. And then you feel like oh I just spent a hundred bucks. So for one way. Yeah. Sometimes depending on the area. Wow. I don't know how Uber, I've, uh, do you guys have Uber up there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they've been for you, but like, um, because of COVID there's a lot less drivers. So like supply and demand, um, it's just way more expensive to take an Uber. So like the prices have been like skyrocketing because like everywhere's so spread out here. Oh. It's just like a lot more money to get somewhere. Yeah. I think I've seen the prices go up a little bit, but not like crazy. Like especially Waterloo, Toronto, Toronto area, there's um, a lot of Ubers and most of the Ubers I take are like less than 20 minutes. So yeah, ours are like minimum 20 minutes. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably why. Yeah, that's true. They're more available. Yeah. Nope. Not here. <laughs> if you go like a little bit north of us, though, like even two hours north of Toronto, they don't really have Uber and like those stuff. Those newer things up there is it because it's more uh, rural yeah and maybe like there isn't a need for it as much but i think it's just in general like it's a little bit more like northern canada so they don't want to like implement it there if it's like not gonna make make a lot of money right yeah that makes (laughs) sense all right so i know we covered a lot of topics today so we talked about Differences between Gen Z and millennial dating still need to confirm if that's Canada specific or if there's anything, um, any differences or similarities in the U.S. Hit me up if you want to talk about that. Um, But we talked about um, how there's a rise in social media usage, definitely amongst the college students, um, at least in Waterloo, the differences between like hooking up and relationships and how that scene is navigated as well. Um, there was a cat, some catfishing involved with Annika, unfortunately, too. And then also talking about abroad experiences um, and what it's like as a female in the engineering space as well. So definitely a lot of ground we covered. So thank you again, Annika, for joining. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Yeah, thank you. This was really fun. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ali Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. 
You can find us on Instagram at SwipeEastSwipeWest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.